you, um, we've, we've been talking about this, but we, we announced a new ministry probably the week before the tree fell. And I'm not saying anything with that. I'm not saying anything with that. We, we all have... We all have our different, everybody said it was me because I talked about Halloween and everybody, the other people say, no, it was the announcement of a new ministry. Whatever it was got the enemy upset, who cares? Amen. Point is, we're going through and everything that has happened up to this point has been for our good, amen? amen. And it's going to be for our good. And, and we brought prayer back in the schools and we, you know, we made a connection with this school, which we, we've never had in all our years of being, you know, a block and a half away. And so we, we believe in things are, are happening. But we made an announcement of this ministry, and, and this is not stopping. We have not, you know, the dates have been pushed back, obviously, because we're not in our place. But, but it's not stopping. We are going full force. And so before they get totally tied up into that new ministry, TSF Espanol, I wanted you to hear from the pastor who's going to pastor that church, and one of them today. So I don't need to introduce him. You guys don't know him. Praise God. Amen. God bless you all. God is good. Let me go in the middle here. How's that? Lord, we thank you, Father God. We just ask that you have your way right now, dear Lord. Remove me and just put your spirit in this place, dear God. Let the words penetrate hearts and minds today and lives change today, dear God, from the worship to the dismissal of this service. Let your spirit move in a special and mighty way. Amen. Amen. God is good, y'all. I'm so excited. Yes, we're starting uh, TSF Espanol. Um, right now we're shooting for a Sunday after April, maybe the Sunday right after April. We're not 100% sure, but we're going full force and we're excited about it. And like Pastor George said, when we announced that we were doing TSF Espanol the following Sunday, a tree fell. So if I'm going to speak today, maybe the following Sunday we'll be back in the building. <laughs> then I'll take the blame. <laughs> then I'll take the blame. I want you guys to join me in Acts chapter 2, and I'm going to go a little old school on you. I'm going to ask you to please rise as we read through a couple of verses of Acts chapter 2. Amen. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were in one accord, meeting together in one place. Suddenly, there was a sound from heaven like a roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared upon and settled on each one of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. At that time, there were devout Jews from every nation living in Jerusalem. When they heard the loud noise, everyone came running, and they were bewildered to hear their own languages being spoken by the believers. They were completely amazed. How can this be, they exclaimed. These people are all from Galilee, and yet we hear them speaking in our own native languages. They stood there amazed and perplexed. What can this mean, they asked each other. Others in the crowd ridiculed them, saying, they're just drunk, that's all. 
Lord God, let your word just speak to our hearts today. Amen. Y'all, you could be seated. I'm going to continue in this chapter as I continue speaking, but my main focus, this could be a five-minute message. My main focus is verse number one. In Acts chapter 2, verse number 1, it says, On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were in one accord, meeting together in one place. One accord is the title that I gave this sermon. And that, that really, no pun intended, struck a chord with me. <laughs> to be in one accord, to be, to be united in one place, it's, it's a crazy thing. I'm going to read you a definition that the that the um, regular dictionary would have on what you, community is. Because when you're in one accord, you're in a community. You're, you're sharing everything. The dictionary would say, a social, religious, occupational, or other group sharing common characteristics or interests and perceive or perceiving itself as distinct in some respect from the larger society within which it exists. Plain English, we're together, we're different. We're together and we're different. And most people would like to challenge you at the end of when they're speaking. I'm challenging you from now. How are we different from the people around us that exist? How can people see a difference in us? You know, I had so many, I deleted like 18 pages of stories, jokes, references, other stories, other people's quotes. Someone passed the Gary's jokes. Those were deleted first. Um, <laughs> I was really, really going to go in and, and say so many things. I wanted to share so much of my heart, but I said, you know what? I just want to share what God says. I just want to share what, what, what God says here. And I'm, I'm going to kind of go verse by, birth, by verse with you. So this is happening right after the feast. If you read in Leviticus 23 in your own time, otherwise we'd be here for a long time. Uh, there are different feasts. So all the Jews were gathered together to celebrate the feast of the Passover and then they go, they're waiting for the Feast of Pentecost. So there's people from everywhere gathered together. In chapter 1, Jesus is telling them, stay here, don't do anything. In chapter 2, Jesus is sending the Holy Spirit, so something's going to come. In chapter 1, he's telling them, just wait, something is coming. In chapter 2, the Holy Spirit came. I want to say, we already finished chapter 1, I'm ready for chapter 2. I'm waiting for the Holy Spirit to come and fill us all as well. And when you think about it, the Bible says there was 120 of them packed in a room. We go, let's go through the timeline. Passover into Pentecost. Pentecost is 50, right? 50 days. From the time Jesus ascended to, uh, from, from the time of Passover to Pentecost is 50 days. 40 days after Passover and Jesus ascended, he tells them, go to the upper room and wait. Wait for the promise that I will send you. Wait for that Holy Spirit. 120 of them go to an upper room. We're going to assume it's like a sanctuary in the middle of the town. Right? They go to this upper room and they were there for 10 days together. Could you think of 120 people next to you right now that you would spend 10 days with in a room just waiting for something you're not really sure what it is? That's community. That's unity. Where it didn't matter anymore. We all knew one thing. We all knew one thing. We were going to be together in this room waiting for that promise that God has sent for us. 
Suddenly there was a sound from heaven like a roaring mighty wind. It doesn't say it was a wind. It was a sound like a wind. And it's not like the draft, like, you know, sometimes in the house you, you put the plastic on the windows because you hear a little draft coming through. It's like, little, what was that? Oh, it must be windy outside. This is a, a roaring mighty wind which was heard by everybody. Again, all the Jews were there to celebrate. They all heard this. So I'm thinking like tornado type winds. We're not talking just a regular wind. But there was a sound from heaven like a roaring mighty wind and it filled the house where they were sitting. 120 people just sitting, chilling out in a room, waiting together. They were waiting together. Then what looked like flames or, or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. Again, looked like. And, and this is great because wind is something we could all relate to. We all know what wind sounds like. And, and what's the interesting thing with wind is as mighty as it is, you still can't see it, but you see the effects of it. And that's what we want. We want to feel the Holy Spirit. We may not see it come down and, and, and take us left or right, but we'll feel the effect of it. We'll see the change in what it does. We've seen signs knocked off buildings and gas station signs toppled over and, and cars even moved by wind. You can't see the wind, but you can't deny the power. And that's how it is with the Holy Spirit. We may not see Him, we may not feel Him the way other people feel Him, but we cannot deny the power of the Holy Spirit. Then what looked like flames of tongues appeared on each of them, and everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. Church, if the Holy Spirit would just fall upon us right now, and we can speak other languages that would reach everyone in this community, what a powerful neighborhood this would be. But that's exactly what happened there. Everyone that was around started looking at them saying, what's going on? How, how could it be this... How's this Dominican speaking English so well? You know? How's this Italian guy speaking Spanish? I don't get it. I, yo, I actually understand. I've never understood his broken English before. Now I understand him perfectly. What's going on? The Holy Spirit was giving them the ability and the power to go out and preach the gospel. To go out and reach people. And that's what we're doing. We're sitting in this room waiting for the power of God to fall upon us so we can go out there and speak in other languages to those people that are expecting us to reach them with the power of God. Amen. We're not here just for ourselves. I'm sorry. If anybody came here just to say, I just go to church on Sunday so on Monday I could tell people at work, I feel so good I went to church. <laughs> oh yeah, what they speak about? I don't know, but I feel so good I went to church. <laughs> but I do remember that I ate such and such at the diner afterwards. That's the most important for some people. We need, to, we need to want to be filled by the Holy Spirit. How many people have been waiting to be filled by the Holy Spirit? And truly feel the power of the Holy Spirit. If 100 and only 120 of us, there's more than 120 here. Somebody give me a head count. Uh, I'm kidding. Thank you, David. I knew you would. I, for some reason, I knew you would do it. If 120 people can change a whole neighborhood, imagine what TSF can do. And I'm not saying it to, to separate TSF and say oh, we're better than Harvest or Promised Land or this or that. No, about us, the people. The people. You know, we've been many years doing church, doing church, doing church, and it's awesome. But now it's time for God to do something in us. Now it's time for God to do something in us. You know, Pastor George has, you know, looks like 390,000 messages that he's preached since he started. And 
they're all leading you to Christ. Leading you to Christ. Leading you to Christ. But we can't depend on Pastor George to do it all. Amen. It's time for us to want. It's time for us to sit and wait and say, Holy Spirit, fill me. Fill me so that I can lift Pastor George. Fill me so that I can help others. Fill me so that I can impact lives. Fill me so that I can make a difference in my neighborhood, my community, my family, my home, my marriage, my kids, my parents. You know, it's very easy to go from church to church waiting to hear another message. Oh, that was powerful. Oh, Saturday was so awesome. Or oh, this conference or this message or this concert. And then Sunday is like, well, I'm back again to the same thing. The Holy Spirit fell upon each person in that room that was waiting. They were obediently waiting. Church, I think we're waiting. I think we're waiting. And I'm waiting for the time that we hear that rushing wind just fall upon us. We can't just sit waiting and waiting and waiting and not wanting. We can't do it. We can't do it. Everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit. Everyone. No one was exempt. No man left behind. Church, it's time for you to look at your neighbors and say, I'm not leaving you behind. If I, I want you to feel what I feel. Or if not, I want to feel what you feel. I'm tired of being on the outskirts watching. Wow, you see the worship team, they were awesome. How about you? You're awesome. Or you see the pastor's message. Oh my God, he was so filled. How about you? Be ye filled with the Holy Spirit. Not be ye sitting down watching others be filled. That's not what it says. Again, at that time, there were devout Jews from every nation living. And when they heard the loud noise, everyone came run running, bewildered, wondering what's going on. That's what we want. And I'm preaching TSF message today. I'm not preaching, you know, global church. I'm preaching to us. We want that our voices be heard in such a way that everybody come running, wondering what's going on. You know, when the, when the situation with the tree happened and we weren't in the building... One of my concerns, and I told my wife, I said, I wonder if the neighborhood actually misses us. You know, do they miss us? Not the lady in the store that's missing the dollar coffee sales. You know. I mean, we, I hope she misses us too for other things. I'm sure she's impacted financially. As a matter of fact, after this, everybody go buy a coffee. Make sure you go to say, Bert told me to come buy coffee. But you know what I'm saying? Does the neighborhood miss us? Or are they excited that we don't take up their parking on Sunday mornings anymore? Is that it? We need to be an impact in our community. We need to be a difference. We need to make this noise, Holy Spirit driven noise that will make people run to find out what's going on, what's so different about these people. I see them every day, they look just like us, but there's something different about them. I just feel the power of God in them. They were completely amazed, saying, how could, these pe how could this be? These people are from Galilee. And if you notice, I skipped verse 9 because they have a bunch of names there, which I really can't pronounce. It's all good. <laughs> but there are people from everywhere. Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan, Staten Island, Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic. All the teams that have been playing baseball, they were all there. <laughs> they stood there amazed and perplexed, saying, how could this be? And then this is where the haters come in, right? Then the other people came and said, yeah, they're just drunk, son. <laughs> they're just drunk. You know, what followed next is, is what really amazes me. Peter stepped up. And we all need a Peter. I, we'll, we'll call Pastor George to be our Peter for this one. 
Peter stepped forward with the 11 other disciples. So he had his crew with him. His people didn't abandon him. They backed him up. Family, community, I'm with you. It doesn't have to be 11. It could be 1,100 of us. Okay? Peter stood up. So pastor goes to preach. He brought his disciples with him, his apostles with him. They were there. They were, they were like, I got you, son. I got you. You're not alone. Peter st stepped forward with the 11 other apostles and shouted to the crowd, Listen carefully, all of you Jews and residents of Jerusalem. Make no mistake about this. These people aren't drunk, as some of you are assuming. It's only 9 o'clock in the morning. It's much too early. <laughs> what you see was predicted long ago from the prophet, by the prophet Joel. In these last days, whew, in these last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. In those days, I will pour out my spirit even on my servants, men and women alike, and all will prophesy. And I will cause wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and clouds of smoke. The sun will become dark and the moon will turn bold red before that great and glorious day of the Lord arrives. But everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Amen. Come on, I'm sure you heard this message a bunch of times when people say, and all that heard the, uh, all that call on the name of the Lord will be saved. For those people that like theology and Greek and Hebrew words, all means all. <laughs> you hear it all the time, but it's so true. Everyone that calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. You know, we don't have to look a certain way. We don't have to be born in a certain place. We don't have to be born and raised in church. You're like, oh, yes, you were born and raised in church, right? That's why you say. There's some people here that this is their first experience with church, and they're already older. But guess what? They call on the name of the Lord. They're saved. You know? We're the ones that judge them. Oh, the sister don't look saved. Brother don't look saved. You saw what he was wearing? You know, there's no way he's saved. Uh-uh. I'm saved. I don't know about them. I wouldn't go there. I wouldn't do this. I wouldn't do that. All that call on the name of the Lord will be saved. No one's exempt. No one's exempt. And it says men and women. And will prophesy. This is power given by the Holy Spirit. People of Israel, listen. God publicly endorsed Jesus the Nazarene. Which is the same as saying Jesus of Nazareth. By doing powerful miracles, wonders, and signs through him. And you well know. As you well know. God endorsed Jesus. I'll tell you. Michael Jordan's endorsed by Nike or Air Jordan and all that stuff. Other people endorsed by Sprite and this and the other. Who wants to be endorsed by God? That's what I... Yo, what brand is that? God. Yo, what you wearing? God. How much you pay for that? Was free? <laughs> what? Drop the mic. We, need, we want to be endorsed by God. We want people to recognize our brand when we walk out there. We don't want to just walk and say, Oh yeah, and I go to church. You go to church? I had no idea. Come on, I've seen it happen many times. Even in my job, I've seen people that, Yeah, I go to church. I'm like, Hold on, you the same one that sits in that cubicle back there? I heard you talk before. Okay, I mean, you go to church, that's cool. Quick story, I know I said I deleted the stories, but I didn't erase them. In my old job, there was a lady who went to church. 
it was obvious, you know, she would come with her fan on some, you know, Monday morning with the fan from the service uh, and all that. But she had a foul mouth. Seriously, like, it was bad. It was really, really bad. And I worked on, on a foreign exchange trading room, so everybody spoke the same. You know, they used to even tell me, before you leave from here, you're going to be drinking and smoking like the rest of us. I was like, no, nah, no, nah, that's not me. That's not how I live. And they knew, they respected, they respected, they fooled around, but whatever. So this girl, she had a real foul mouth. One day, we were sitting there, she was on the phone with somebody, and it was a whole desk, a row of desks on this side, people on each side, and then another row of desks, people on each side. So you kind of had your back to some people, you know, but it was a big room. Everybody has like seven computer screens or whatever, they're trading stocks, and it's going crazy. And she's on the phone talking to somebody, and she's like, all beeping, you know, bleeping it out completely, just cursing somebody out. One of our foreign exchange traders pushes his chair and he rolls back next to her and said, baby, I want to go to your church. <laughs> it's sad. What brand do you wear? Who do you represent? You know, when the power of the Holy Ghost is in you, you speak Holy Ghost stuff. When the power of God is upon you, you show the power of God. There's no, oh, let me put on my power of God today because some people are coming over. That doesn't work. That doesn't work. We need a powerful church all the time. We're looking for a powerful church all the time. Not so that TSF can have 1,800 people. No, so that you can have a better life. So that we can have a better life. You know, if, if all we had here was 12 people filled with the Holy Ghost, we're good. But imagine if everyone here felt and live according to the word with the power of the Holy Ghost within. So let's get back to Peter. God knew what would happen and he had and his prearranged plan was carried out when Jesus was betrayed with the help of lawless Gentiles. You nailed him to the cross and killed him. That's the kind of boldness the Christians need to have. Where you go up into a sinner's face and say, yo, you killed Jesus. <laughs> Peter was bold. He wasn't bold like that before. But when the power of the Holy Ghost comes, things happen. People change. When you have the authority to speak, you say stuff. You don't have to check with nobody because you know what you're talking about. I don't, you know, if, if my sons could go and, and, and say, oh, dad would have done this anyway. So he said, you know what? No, dad said no. He came with that authority. But to think that he's in front of all these Jews and not everybody there was responsible for killing Jesus. Some of them were just there. Now they're guilty by association. It's just like on a Sunday morning. It's just like this morning. I'm encouraging you guys to just turn your hearts to Christ. Some of you may have done it already, but the person next to you, maybe they did. If this is for you, then this is for you. You nailed him to the cross and killed him. But God released him from the horrors of death and raised him back to life. For death could not keep him in its grips. Guys, we need to preach resurrection. We can't just preach the death. The death is amazing. I mean, nobody would go in this room and say, here, take my son. Take my son so you can be free. But the resurrection is the miracle that keeps us alive. The resurrection, like, instead of rappers having crosses on their neck, they should have, like, an open tombstone. An open tomb, like the whole thing, the stone rolled away, animated, just rolling and everything. That's what it should be. 
Why are we talking about the cross? Let's talk about the resurrection. He's alive, amen? amen. Oh no, he's alive, amen? amen. Alright, just making sure y'all believe it, because that's what we're here for. That's why we're here. Because he's alive. If he was still dead, we'd just be in mourning forever. I say, oh, he was such a great guy. I miss him so much. Oh, he was such a great guy. But no, he's alive and he's still here. You know, and he's by your side. He's inside, by your side, with you all the time, before you, behind you, watching you, preparing a way for you, pushing you back and forth when you need to, get back in line. God released him from the horrors and could not, uh, death could not keep him in its grip. King David said this about him. I see the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken for he is right beside me. No wonder my heart is glad and my tongue shouts his praises. My body rests in hope. For you will not leave my soul, um, you will not leave my soul among the dead or allow your Holy One to rot in the grave. You have shown me the way of life and you will fill me with the joy of your presence. No more sad Christians. Fill me with the joy of your presence. Fill me with the joy of your presence. Yes, we cry. I'm a crier. I'll cry all the time. You may not see it now, but I'm crying inside. Seriously, I am. That's, that's just the way I am. If you know me, you know me. And I'm not ashamed of it. There's nothing wrong with that. Or maybe there is. <laughs> I'm going to do it anyway. Sorry, God. You made me this way. But with the joy of Christianity, the joy of new life, the joy of being with Him, being in fellowship with God, that's what, we're, that's what I'm looking for. You know, in this, the Spanish church, we're going to start up, our theme is Somos Familia. We are family. And, and that's what we want to do. You know, we want to have this type of community, and I'm going to get to that. But we want to have this type of community where we look out for each other. We look out for each other. The brother was talking over there and said, oh yeah, I had a surgery, you know, I was in the hospital, but I didn't want to tell him. No, tell us. We want to know. We want to go. We want to be there with you. We want to pray with you. We want to make sure you get through this properly and that we're supporting you. You're not alone. You're not alone. If you were meant to be alone, why come here? What a waste of time. You were not alone. We as a church, as TSF Sanctuary Fellowship, are with you. God is with us so we can be with you. We support you. We pray for you. We lift you up. We want to be in the bedside when you come out of the, the operation. We want to be there when you recover. If possible, pick you up and take you home. And hook you up when you get home. There's no need to be alone. We are family. We are. You know, we don't want to find out about things like this after the fact. We want to be there during. We want to be there with. We want to be the one to say, I came to bring my friend to the hospital. He's not feeling well. I don't want to hear later on Facebook that such and such has been in the hospital for three weeks. We don't. Come on. I'm sorry, church. Forgive me and cut my mic if you have to. But we have to step up as a family, guys. We do. We really do. We have a lot of hurting people right here in this church. I'm not talking about any other church. In this church, we have a lot of hurting people. And if we're family, if, if the Holy Spirit lives within us, if we feel God, if we feel impacted by God, if we have that power to help others, we have to help. We have to do it. I'm sorry, we have no other choice. We have no other choice. It's not maybe I should or maybe I would or maybe I could. We have to do it. We have to do it because that's what, that's what this is about. Dear brothers, think about this. You can be sure that the patriarch David wasn't referring to himself, for he died and was buried and the tomb is still among us. But 
He was a prophet and he knew God had promised with an oath that one of David's own descendants would sit on the throne. David was looking into the future and speaking of the Messiah's resurrection. He was saying that God will not leave him among the dead or allow his body to rot in the grave. God raised Jesus from the dead and we are all witnesses of this. Now he is exalted for the, to the place of the highest honor in heaven at God's right hand. And the Father, as he promised, gave him the Holy Spirit to pour out upon, upon us, just as you see and hear today. We want people to walk into this, this school, wherever we meet, and say, what is going on? What are these people talking about? Why are they so excited on a Sunday morning? There's snow out there. I can't find a parking space. <laughs> Unless you're Freddie, you got an all-wheel drive. You park wherever. You know? But that's what we want. You know, and we don't want that so they can boast about us and say, oh, yeah, you know, you know, it's God. No, no, it's God. It's God. And you know what? You can feel it, too. You can feel him, too. We're not special. Sorry. You know, you know, make your, your mate feel special. That's important. But we're not special. We're all the same. We're low-life sinners. But God's grace is upon us. Amen? Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Now he is exalted to the place of... Highest honor in heaven at the right hand. David himself never ascended into heaven, yet he said, The Lord said to my Lord, sit in the place of honor at my right hand until I humble your enemies, making them a footstool under your feet. So let everyone in Israel know for certain that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, to be both Lord and Messiah. Peter's word pierced their hearts, and they said to him and to the other apostles, Brothers, what should we do? That's what I'm talking about. It's like, okay, you know what? Thank you for telling me. Thank you for fulfilling me with those words of wisdom from the scripture. I understand where you're going with this. I see the power of God in you. I want some of that. What do I do? What do I do? Peter replied, this is, where we get, this is where we all get messed up. Peter replied, each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. You can't play both sides of the fence. You must repent and be baptized. You must be forgiven of your sins. By acknowledging your sins. The hardest thing for anyone to do is say, I messed up. That's so hard. That's so hard. That's, you'd rather cover it up as much as you can. You know, it happens at work, right? They ask you to do a job and you kind of messed it up a little bit. And you're like, they won't know. I'll delete it. You know, I love it. I work IT, so if somebody says I delete it, guess what? It's never deleted. It doesn't work. They're going to find it. Just do it right. Um, yes, they'll find it. But that's what it is. You must repent of your sins and turn to God. Be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the promise, the gift of the Holy Spirit. This promise is to you, to your children, and for those far away. All who have been called by the Lord our God. Your whole house is covered. The same promise for them. Those people that have been praying, oh, I want my mom to come to church, but she won't. You know, she keeps doing this and that. Or I want my kids to come, but they keep wilding out. And they do this and that. And... Let's go back. 
Each of you must repent. Then you receive the promise, the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is to you, your children, and to those far away. All who have been called by the Lord our God. Everyone's covered. But you have to reach out to them. We have to pray for them. We can't, we can't, you know, well, I'm losing my English. How do you say that just silence? <laughs> you can't reject. You can't reject them because, and, and this, is the, this is the funny thing. That was weird. Uh, sorry, I had a good woman. I was crying. Uh, you can't, we can't reject those people. And you know what, what the funny part is? When you reject someone, it's because you're judging that they don't know. It's not because, unless God told you specifically, go to such and such person's house and tell them they're sinning and they need God. Or, or don't, don't even pray for them anymore because they're not going to listen. No. We're judging them. We jump right to it. We're like, man, you messed up. You know what? I'm not going to hang out with you anymore because you live a certain way. But we can't reject these people. Then Peter continued preaching for a long time. And I'm not going to preach for a long time. Strongly urging all his listeners, save yourselves from this crooked generation. This is the, this is the great part too. I've been saying that like every, every verse to me was like a great part. Those who believed what Peter said were baptized and added to the church that day. About 3,000 in all. Come on, y'all been to revival services. You've seen altar calls. If there's 14,000 people in the stadium, all 14,000 don't come down. So I want to assume there must have been at least 10,000 people there. And 3,000 of them said, I'm down with this. I need, I need me some Jesus. I'm going to bumper stickers. Nobody uses bumper stickers anymore, right? Or t-shirts, Eli t-shirts. I need me some Jesus. I'm serious. And I, I'm going to wrap up fast, but... Verse 42 to 47 in Acts 2 is the community part. And if you take anything home with you today, I want you to take this home with you. I'm going to wait a second. I want, I want people to listen to this real closely. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles', apostles teachings and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper and prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles formed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place, shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshipped together at the temple each day, met in homes from, for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity. All the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. You want to see the church grow? All the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. Each day the Lord added to their fellowship. People were being saved. Community helps the church grow. Enjoying God, serving people, building healthy families. That makes the church grow. It can't just be a slogan. It has to be a lifestyle. It can't just be a slogan. It has to be a lifestyle. Oh, so much. I'm going to do it, Jason. I'll skip the pages. Yeah, it's like... 
Okay. So what draws us together is not that we're here for a common interest. We're not a club, we're not a photography club, or a health club, or a music club, or a sports club. Those are put together because of a common interest. We're put together because of a common life. Connected to one another in Jesus. When we're converted, we become members of Christ and of one another. So yeah, we're, look, we're looking at the building. We're looking at the building. It's like, oh, can't wait to get in. Can't wait to get in. I'm looking at you and say, I can't wait for you to get inspired. Can't wait for you to get involved. That's what we're looking for. You get involved. You get inspired. Your involvement inspires others. Their inspiration gets involved. We work together. We build this thing. And not build it, again, we're not looking to build numbers or make a beautiful sanctuary, which, by the way, is looking amazing. There's a lot of work that's been going on in there. I can't wait. I honestly can't wait to get in there just because I want to appreciate all the stuff that's been, being done. It's hard for me to picture it all, you know. But we want to get in. But we want to get inspired. We want to get involved. We need help. The church needs help. We're growing. We have a bunch of kids there. Mo can't do it alone. You know, we have young adults being taught. Alice and I can't do it all the time alone. We have youth group. They can't do it alone. There's men's fellowship, women's fellowship, so many different things because there's so many different needs. But every time you say, I wish they had, I wish they had, do it. Do it. I don't go there because they don't have it, so come and do it. Come and do it. Repent first, of course. Yeah. But we don't, I'm saying, well, I had to check myself there, right? I was like, gee, thanks. Look at all these people that signed up. <laughs> I don't even know who they are. They don't even come to this church. <laughs> Seriously. Come on. Let, can, we, can we be real? Can we take God serious for a while? Enough fooling around? I'm serious. Enough fooling around. You in this? Go 100%. Why get 50%? 50% gets you nothing nowadays. Maybe down payment on the house if you can afford it. <laughs> But that's it. You still got to finish, finish paying. But go 100% on this. Go 100 Stop sitting back saying, I can't wait till they do this. I can't wait till they start this. Oh, if they only did. Do it. Raise your hand and say, Lord, use me. You know what? And if you're not ready, then we have a bunch of leaders here that are willing to work with you to help you get ready. It may not be overnight, but if you're committed, we'll walk the walk with you until you're ready. That's all. That's all it is. It's understanding that the power of the Holy Spirit is within each and every one of us for us to go out and testify, for us to go out and preach the gospel, for us to impact others, for us to get inspired, for us to get involved. Not to watch Pastor George do it all by himself or Ephraim do all the worship by himself. Do it. Naturally, if you can't sing, don't come join the worship team. <laughs> I mean, I love music and I don't want to offend you by saying, ah, yeah, you know. <laughs> sorry. You can delete that later. I'm just being real, guys. I'm sorry. That's just the way I am. But repent from your sins. Honestly, repent from your sins. Too many times we see altar calls and people respond, and next week the same person responds with the same issue. You know what? That prayer for right here is awesome, but you got to act on it now. You have to act on it now. There has to be a follow through. Yeah, we'll continue praying. We're like, Lord, just you know, bless the sister I prayed with at the altar, and you know, God, you know her heart. But if she just go, you can't just expect. Well, you know, somebody prayed for me. I'm good, and just keep walking. Like, mm -hmm. Everything's good. 
never again do I have to think about this. No. You have to work out your salvation daily. That's crazy. Daily. You know, there's some people that say, once you're saved, that's it. You're always saved. You just keep going. You're good. And never ever again go back to church or even think about any religious anything. But no, this is a relationship. We call it a, how many call it a, how many have a relationship with God? A relationship with God. Right? What happens in a relationship? You know each other. You find out about each other. You actually complain about things that they do because you know so much about them. Like, girl, that's not how you really are. I've seen you before. Or, you know, forgive me if I offended you. know how you say that? Forgive me if I offended you because you know it offends them. But you could do that in a relationship with somebody. If you don't have a relationship with somebody, you don't even care if you offend them or not. You won't even talk to them. God is saying, I'm here for you. I want to have this relationship with you. Hit me up sometimes. You know? We don't do it. We don't do it. We have, to, we have to have that relationship with God. We have to look to have that community with God. We have to get to a place where we are a community, where all of us share what we have. No, one, no one's left alone. No man left behind. No man left behind. I'm looking out for the brother I just met you. I'm going to look out for you. I'm looking out for the sister I just met you. I'm going to look out for you. You're going through something? We got you. We're a family. We're a church. We can all just hold hands and walk out of this place together and say, we got this. And then people are going to look out the window and say, what's going on down there in that church? Say, oh, that's the community of God filled with the Holy Spirit looking to change this world. That's what it is. And you know what? You, your sons, your daughters, those people that are far away, all have access to this power. No man left behind. We can be in one accord. In one accord. So yeah, I can't wait to get in. Can't wait to get involved. Can't wait to get inspired. Can't wait to see the faces on other people when they see the power of God move through the most unlikely subjects. That's what, you know, the misfits, right? That's what they call it now. That's like, through the most unlikely subjects, the power of God can move. It takes one thing, surrendering. Saying, God, I'm here. I messed up. I know you saw me. I messed up. Everybody saw I messed up. But you know what, God? I'm here. Do whatever you have to do. I'm willing to let you do whatever you have to do. That's so cool, right? God is so powerful, but you have to let him do it. You know, you can reject them in a heartbeat. But you can also accept them in a heartbeat. And allow him to move in your heart. I'm going to ask you to bow your heads. And we're, we're going to pray. We, we're, we're going to pray. Let's say chapter 1 of Acts is done. Let's, let's, let's just assume for a second. Chapter 1 of Acts just finished. Jesus is telling everyone, go to the upper room and wait for the power of the Holy Ghost to come down. Gather with everybody. We, let's say we have our 120 here. I'm ready for the new chapter, guys. I'm ready for a new chapter. Let's move on to chapter 2. Let's allow the power of the Holy Spirit to work in our lives now. I want to hear that rushing wind. I want to see tongues of fire fall upon each person in this room. But you have to want it. You have to want it. We can't just sit expecting others to have it. Have your way, Lord God. Have your way, Lord God. Lord, fill us with your spirit, Father God. Fill us with your power, Father God. Allow us to surrender to you 100%, dear God.
No more playing games, Father God. Lord, lead us. Guide us, Father. Correct us, Father God. Lord, we confess our sins to you this morning, Father God. Cleanse us, dear Lord. Make us new, dear Lord. Even those of us who might think we have it all together, God, correct us. Make us new, dear God. Cleanse us. Bring us back to you, dear Lord. Bring us back to you, dear Lord. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were in one accord, meeting together in one place. Suddenly there was a sound from heaven, like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like the flames of tongues of fire appeared on everyone and settled on each of them. Everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. Lord God, fill this room right now, dear God. Fill this room with your spirit, dear God. Fill these hearts with your spirit, dear God. Reveal to us your power, dear God. Guide us, Father God. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us become that community that you speak about in Acts chapter 2, dear Lord. Help us to love each other like family, dear God, in such a way that we're all over each other, dear God, just wanting to be a part of whatever's going on, joy or suffering, happiness or pain, dear God. Lord, allow us to open our hearts to each other, dear God, so we can rejoice in the victories, dear God, and also be there in times of need, Father God. Lord, that when we walk out of this place, the neighborhood can say, what's going on over there? We want peace of Jesus. Lord God, we just thank you, Father. Thank you for using servants like us, dear God, sinners, dear God. Thank you for cleansing us, dear Lord. Thank you for accepting us into your kingdom, dear God. Thank you for allowing us to be a part of your plan, dear Lord. Forgive us if we've offended you at any time, in any way, dear Lord. But bless our hearts, dear God. Bring us closer to you, dear Lord. Let these words come alive in our hearts, in our minds, dear God, in our actions, in our daily living, dear Lord. In your precious name, Father, we pray. Amen. God bless you.
song, I'm going to ask you to come to the front. We're not going to promise you any miraculous change on the spot, but you have to start somewhere. If you've never felt the power of the Holy Spirit in your life with confidence that you can walk around and tell people, yes, I'm filled with the Holy Ghost, we're going to ask you to come forward. We're going to ask God to change you today. I don't care if you felt it three three years ago and you haven't felt it three years. You know what? Come forward. The Spirit of God is here this morning. Don't leave saying, I should have responded. This is an opportunity for you to start fresh. For the power of God to really fall upon you. I'm going to ask some of the people from the prayer, Jackie, to help us. Lee, Josh, this story in here. Thank you, Lord. If you want to be filled with that power of the Holy Spirit, you want to hear that rushing mighty wind in your life, don't wait. Don't be a spectator from outside and say, oh, I think I heard something over there. No, come be part of this. Be a part of this. Let God minister to you this morning. <laughs> 